And that setback just ended up being a setup for God's glory. Our setbacks are setups for His glory, but if we're too in our ego and too proud to let it be empty for a minute, we never let Him really fill us to the capacity. It's beyond anything we could comprehend. And so I just had to let it be part of my story versus trying to rewrite and create a new reality like we see in so many of the self-development spaces. I'm not gonna write a new reality. This is the moment I get to really be created through and not just create something. We're back today and we actually have a really special treat. So I had the privilege of meeting Victoria just about 10, 15 minutes ago. And <laughs> you can just feel her heart for this yeah. generation. You can mm -hmm. feel her heart and her passion for wanting to just bring the best out of the people, out of the creatives that she encounters. So we have her today. She's going to share her thoughts and her ideas um, just about God, about wealth, about money, about building. Um, but since you guys don't know her, Victoria, can you just introduce yourself and share a couple of things about you and what God's doing in your life in this season? Of course. And I first want to say thank you for having me. This has already been so much fun. I've loved meeting all of you and it's been the most beautiful welcome to LA. Um, my name is Victoria Washington. I'm the founder of the House of Wealth Embodiment. I'm also a marketing mentor and creative director. And my mission and my passion is recognizing where we can infuse God in all parts of our life, not just in the church, not just in our prayer, but in our relationship with money, in our relationship with our creativity, and in our relationship with our businesses. So I work primarily with entrepreneurs, and through that I teach them how to build a faith-based relationship with money and then channel that into their business and bring their ideas to life. So I'm excited to have this conversation and go to some spaces that might open up the audience's mind on how they can have a holy and profound relationship with God, even as an entrepreneur and a moneymaker. And we need that, y'all. I'm not even playing. Like one yeah. thing I can tell you right now is if I, if God is not involved in my money, I am struggling. Mm -hmm. I have mm -hmm. struggled from time <laughs> to time to time on, on moments where I've tried to take my money matters into my own hands. And I'm like, God, what am I supposed to do? Like, now and, what do I do? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it, it's the surrender. I think you're adding so much value to people and so much value to your community and to those who probably already know you and are like, oh, yo, they've got Victoria on the podcast. <laughs> They're going to be like, wait, uh, worlds are crossing. <laughs> yeah, worlds are crossing. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm grateful that you're with us as well. Yeah, no. Hey, we need to talk about this money, y'all. I know. Let's get to it. I wish I brought a notepad. I wish I brought Taya. Can you? Oh, the great thing is camera. you can run this can, podcast back. We're gonna run but it. Also, I want like that fifteen second. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. We can just so take I'm more. gonna. I'm just gonna say Taya off camera. Taya off camera. Take, take some takes, notes. <laughs> no, notes will be taken. <laughs> Thank you, Taya. Notes will be taken. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Okay, so um, I've heard you got quite a testimony mm -hmm. just about where God has brought you from. So I think I want to ask the first question is, when was a time where the odds were stacked against you? Um, when, you're, when you felt like your back was against the wall, specifically in this area of just money and resources. Mm -hmm. um, and what did you learn out of that situation? I love that we're starting here because I was, before I started any of this work and before I had my first encounter, I was very lost and felt 
connected to an identity of the damsel in distress. Mm. And I was using money as a method of safety, as a way to get my material needs met, but I wasn't in a relationship with God. So I couldn't be a steward of his resources. And it often felt like money was just this thing that came. And when it was there, it was there. And then when it wasn't, I'll be scrappy and resourceful. And I almost pride myself on how resourceful I could be. And that led me down a bunch of different pathways. But ultimately when I decided to start my business, I ended up quitting my corporate job like many of us do. And we're like, I'm going to start my business. And when I start my business, everybody's going to buy like right away. <laughs> and no, that did not happen at all. I moved to San Diego with a one-way ticket, started my business and just had such high hopes, but didn't have a foundation at all. So I was going high, but I wasn't connected and tethered to anything. No and it moved me into all these, like I said, different directions. And I was trying to find something Ultimately, I ended up filing bankruptcy. It got to a complete just rock bottom moment where I, I had nothing and I was not in at all an understanding of my value or responsibility. Mm -hmm. I was just in this surface level conversation of, I'm gonna show up on Instagram, do this thing, and then it's all gonna work. Mm -hmm. When I filed bankruptcy, that was such a wake up call because I was just about to enter my thirties and I was like, how are we here right now? Like, yeah. how is this? Okay, we need to look at this. So I remember sitting on the park bench outside of the San Diego courthouse and I just felt and tasted so much shame of an embarrassment and yeah. feeling like I tried to do everything right. I thought I was doing it the way that you were supposed to do it. And I missed the mark so big and I couldn't see at all how to get out. Mm. So when I finished up filing bankruptcy, my mind wanted to go straight to, okay, we need to make some money. Right. Like let's start making some money. But I felt so deeply this silence and this emptiness of, no, I'm not going to worry about receiving more money. I'm going to stay in this emptiness mm -hmm. and let something bigger fill me. And that's mm -hmm. when I first felt, that's when I first felt God really enter my life. And I didn't trust it yet. I, I will say I didn't trust it yet, but I remember visibly experiencing this separation from everything that I once knew. And I think that's what happened when God, when God like finds you, it's like yeah. he isolates you to evolve right. you. So I went to the complete opposite end. So everybody I knew, everything that I did, like it all just felt invalid all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. So I was just sitting with this emptiness. And I remember speaking in prayer with God and I said, I don't even want the money if it has nothing to do with you. I yeah. just want to understand how to fulfill your will and how to move. Mm. So I remember my prayer was not move the mountain. It was like, move me, yeah. like move me through the mountain, up the mountain, around the mountain, like wherever I need so to go, good. just move me. And something miraculous happened. I, I don't have it, how to, I don't know how to explain it, but the next year we ended up crossing six figures. Yeah. And then the next year after wow. that, seven figures, and it wow. just continued to grow from there. But the kicker was when I started to make money, that's when the real work began mm -hmm. because yeah. it never was a resistance between me and money. It was a resistance between me and responsibility, oh. mm. me and my God-given value, me and my identity were at odds. Mm. And so the work was never in the manifestation of this and the capitalize on that. It was 
am I willing to be responsible for more of God's resources in this lifetime? Mm. And where does my character need to be developed in order to do that? And once I took that approach, everything changed. That's excellent. And that setback just ended up being a setup for God's glory. Mm. Like our setbacks are setups for his glory. But if we're Mm. too in our ego and too proud to let it be empty for a minute, we never let him really fill us to the capacity. It's beyond anything Mm. we could comprehend. Mm. And so I just had to let it be part of my story versus trying to rewrite and create a new reality like we see in so Mm. many of the self-development spaces. It's like, I'm not gonna write a new reality. This is the moment I get to really be created through and not just create something. This is feeding me so much right now. This is literally like having like, 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 what, what is a good, like homemade meal? Like just Ooh, like, a, I love steak, that. like, um, no, 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 like, like, a, like a good meatloaf, like a good meatloaf. meatloaf and literally, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Not thinking about no, meatloaf. Okay. I was thinking like, Soul carbs. Food. Rick wants yeah. some soul food. Don't, don't get started on the soul food. You yeah. know I live in Dallas now. You know <laughs> Y'all are in yeah. the center. Y'all know that that's soul food. The meatloaf. All but, of it. <laughs> right? yeah. so no, is crazy. I think one thing that you took, one thing that I took that's that was the one so life important. the podcast I'm ever to remember. Everybody's going to think about meatloaf. Forget actually. everything I just yeah, said. Yeah. Meatloaf just focus on meatloaf. soul food. Food. It's my fault. I love it's food. Okay. That's wow. all I No. Well, there was so much in that. Yeah. There was I know that's so what that question opens that. up such a can yeah. of worms. I'm like, okay, where do no, we begin? But it was so brilliant because I think like the first thing that that I think I took away was just like, first of all, seeing the resource as God's resource, mm-hmm. like honoring that first before anything else. Like your your life should be in connection with what God has called you to, mm-hmm. and then He will provide based on that. Yeah. So instead of chasing the wealth instead of chasing, you know, what, what you think that you need, chase him first. And yes. then he's going to provide what you need based off of that. Yes. And For that sure. will set you up. But I, yeah, it's, I can't wait to continue. Cause like there was so much that you're saying that was resonating with the season I'm in right now. Oh, I feel Cause that. to yeah. sit in emptiness yep. is so difficult. Like when, when you feel like you have, when you have the ability to do something in your own strength, Mm-hmm. And you have to relinquish everything and allow God to step in on your behalf and not know what it's going to look like and what yep. it's going to cost. But then he always shows up. Yeah. And so seeing you right now as a byproduct of that, it's mm-hmm. just, it's such a blessing. I feel that. That's like the ultimate courage because if there, especially with the background I come from where you're taught to manifest it. Like you can manifest mm-hmm. this and you can do this and you can do that. Right. And I had to really come to terms with the fact that the desires on my heart, if they're not God's, then they're not part of the kingdom. Like they just yeah. aren't. And so as much as I could force that, it, it won't feel the same in the end. And I read something recently that said, once God performs his miracle, it won't matter how long it took. Mm-hmm. Right. It just mm-hmm. won't. It won't. The and now I can't even matter. think about it. So that emptiness, mm-hmm. I feel you so much, but like mm-hmm. once it fills, it's, you're not even going to remember wow. like what, how long it took or why it took that long. But there's something in this chapter and it's almost, you know, when you're starting a relationship for the first time, it's like the romance mm-hmm. phase and you, like, you always want to capture that. Yeah. In that emptiness, I felt, the deepest connection mm, because sure. that's all that I had. Yeah. And Rick Warren says, 
um, you don't realize God is all you need until God is all you have. Mm-hmm. And that was all I had at the is time. That, that's the book you're reading. Yes, His that book that I've been raving about. Really? Purpose Driven Life. Yeah. When I read oh, yeah. that, it was like, that's how I felt in the emptiness was mm-hmm. I didn't realize that God is all I need until that was all that I had. Mm-hmm. And it started to restore so many parts of me that I didn't realize were going to be needed for this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I didn't yeah. see this season. Yeah. Like I was even getting emotional driving here. None of this makes any sense. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't, I, I looked at the statistics and one in every five um, black women file bankruptcy, Wow. which I'm so not okay with. And I remember being so angry by that statistic of, I'm not going to be that. And to think in just four or five years that all this has changed, it just, it makes the emptiness mean something so much more. And it's in that emptiness that I could feel all of what I can feel what is today because I felt that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love. Would you say that it was the emptiness, like the, the feeling of I'm missing something bigger than myself that led you to the place? Cause you said something really key about, there was a degree of surrender that you had where you said, if, if it's not you, God, I don't want it. Mm-hmm. What got you to that place? Cause I know that that's, that's not an easy place to get to. And a lot of people who have a really tight relationship with their money and they want to control their money and they want to be the ones who are responsible for their money mm-hmm. feel like, how can I set God up before my money? How can I get to a place mm-hmm. where I'm like, God, you're all I want. Like yes. it wasn't easy. It sounds fun, so yeah. so how, how did that, how'd that happen? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm curious for myself. What it felt like at the time was like wanting with God's vision, which feels like dying. Mm-hmm. It, it really felt like dying, like wanting with the receivership and the providership of God means dying to my own flesh. Wow. And that felt less intense because I had already gone through the shock of bankruptcy. So mm. in the material world, it was like, you're at the bottom right. now. Every It's on my credit report. Like even to this day, I write letters about like when I applied for the condo, I wrote a letter. I was like, you're going to see bankruptcy on my credit mm-hmm. report. Here's mm-hmm. my story. Here's my website. Like wow. I still, mm-hmm. to this day, it's on there. And mm-hmm. it's like the way the society paints money and bankruptcy and all these things is like, you're scarred. So mm-hmm. for me, I had already in the re- regular material world was nothing. And so to actually just one with God felt like the best, it, it felt like the option. I was like, okay, yeah. Yeah. well, there's nowhere else to go. And that's why my testimony isn't, like for me, I, if it, it didn't feel like I chose it all the way. It almost, mm. it found, that's God why it makes, yes, drew God drew me in to wow. himself. Yes. And was like, get wonder. over here. <laughs> yeah. I almost wonder if, and we talked about this on, a, on another podcast recently. I almost wonder if like the reason why we go through these things, whether it be bankruptcy or whether it be for me, I lived in a house that I could arguably say was level to a trap house. And it was because we didn't have options. And at one point, like, this is crazy. I've never said this publicly, but like we had roaches, like we had, we had issues and uh, Jalen's laughing off camera because he, he knows <laughs> me and Jalen lived in this, in this environment a together. And a yeah. And, yes. and we had to go through being so broke, like down to like the fact that like we were scraping together loose yes. change from the bottom of my car to go and like, it's so childish and silly, but like growing up, like me and my family, we used to always go and get like sodas from the gas station. So we would, we rounded up a bunch of change and we walked to, or I don't even know if we had enough gas in the car. I think we walked to like the yeah. dollar store yes, to buy like a, an off brand soda, There's which is it's so silly store. and it's not healthy and I'm not promoting soda, even store. though I, I really don't drink it anymore. Anyways, but, but, but I'm saying all this to say, I feel like what I'm hearing from you is that like some, somehow, some way God used the trauma, God used mm-hmm. the brokenness, God used the bankruptcy 
ultimately to get your attention and to draw you to him so he could say, nah, I've got a plan for you yes. in this area so that now this is the beautiful thing. We overcome him, the enemy, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, like I, I don't know if we, we've ever done this in the middle of a podcast. Um, and I don't want to take the reins from my wife because you're doing such a, a wonderful job hosting. But, but I feel like I want you, if you're open, to pray specifically in the middle of the podcast. We're switching it up. But to pray specifically because you just testified. But I think mm. that there's someone that's watching this right mm. now that, that needs that push over the edge to say you can overcome bankruptcy. You can overcome yeah. financial yeah. you know, poverty. You can overcome the yes. poverty mindset. Again, emphasis right. on mindset. You can overcome it mm-hmm. and, and you can be the person that God has called you to be in the area of your finances. So we'll jump back in, but can you, can you pray for, I want to share something really quick before, just to add context to the prayer. I don't, I haven't shared this. I share this publicly with my community and I was asking God if it was meant to be shared here. When I was in the midst of going from bankruptcy to where I am now, there was a moment where I went down the money mindset train within Mm -hmm. the self-development industry. And Mm -hmm. there was so, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but there's a lot on, how to build your mindset, how to manifest, how to do these different things. So I was really in that world and being filled with that word. Not, I was still connected to God, but being filled by another word. And I think that's part of our, our journey of really emptying and coming back. So I remember being so frustrated. I shut my laptop and I was like, if I could just rip this scarcity off, I would. And that the stuff that was being taught in the money mindset I didn't see any women of color on those calls. I didn't hear them talking about the scarcity that I was feeling yeah. in my body. So I started to get up and I was just like ripping. I was just going with what I felt in my, I needed to move through. And in that I had, I saw like a flash of my grandmother's hands. And that's when I realized the real assignment was not just make more money and get out of this. It was this scarcity was passed down through my yes. bloodline. Yes. This was not Legacy. just mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's so, and then it showed me this whole other thing. And then when I see the house of wealth embodiment now, and I see just how I teach money, like I'm not just teaching about let's heal your debt and things right. like that. It's there's generational assignments yes. that we have, that we have to start seeing and recognizing that this behavior was not necessarily something I chose. Mm -hmm. And then I found out that I had people in my family that filed bankruptcy the same age that I did. Mm -hmm. I started to do some research. I started to see, wow, this is a a whole other revolution that I didn't even realize. And so I don't think I'd be able to teach with this conviction or even be able to reach the women that I reach Mm -hmm. if I came at it like, Hey guys, I quit my job. I had a couple broke months and then, you know, I figured it out. I became really good at marketing and I'm going to teach you I was like, no, we're going to create a setup again for me to really be glorified in this. I wanted to not make any sense. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be so obvious that I moved this in the direction that Mm -hmm. it is today. So I would love to pray not just for and into their finances, but the the bloodline that they've been chosen to transcend. Hallelujah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. You really put me on the spot. I know. know. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah. I wouldn't done if I didn't feel it. God, I just want to thank you for this opportunity to lift your name and to bring this conversation to the forefront. There might be parts of me right now that don't feel qualified, that might feel nervous, that might feel anxious. And I just ask that you take those and you calm them so that this word can reach whoever it's meant to reach. 
I pray into the person who's listening right now that can feel something in their body that they didn't quite choose, but they can feel deep down they were meant to transcend. I pray that you clear their perspective so they can start to sense the assignment that's on their life. So they can see that they didn't just come here to make money, but they came here to bring an entirely new wealth identity into existence. One that is tethered to your word, one that represents who you are, one that serves your kingdom, ones that bring your word through, ones that serve exactly where you would have them go. I pray that they can feel you in this moment, that they're reminded that there's something so much bigger happening beyond just their bank account, beyond just the amount of money that they're here to make, that there's a deeper destiny that's being transcended in this moment. And God, I pray that they can feel the peace that you're going to fill them with, that they can feel the simplicity that will enter their life when they start to put you first, when they stop chasing the things of this world and they begin to get low get low with you and start to hear where it is that you would have them go. I pray into their bloodlines that their grandmothers can feel it, that the mothers and the daughters can feel it. I pray that the wombs can feel it. So as we birth new identities into existence, that they're already steeped in your word. They're already steeped in the behaviors that you would have them walk through. We understand that these resources are not ours. They are yours. And so as we steward them, we respect them. We step into responsibility. We step into the character that you would have us embody. And God, I just thank you again for this opportunity to bring this conversation through. May it reach the generations. May it reach the bloodlines that it's meant to reach. And in your name and in all your glory, God. Amen. 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 Yeah. I, I, I had Victoria do that, particularly because there is something significant that can happen when you have firsthand overcome something or when mm -hmm. you firsthand have gone through something, there is something connected to your story. There's something connected to your mess because it produces a message. And that message is ultimately what can draw people to God. Mm -hmm. When he's lifted up, he draws all men unto him. But the only way God can be lifted up is when we allow him to take our mess, to take our dirty, to take our filthy, to take the shame that we would feel because of the things we've gone through and allow him to use it mm -hmm. because that's how we connect with other people. We connect with other people because we all go through stuff. Mm -hmm. We've all gone through something in our finances. Some, some in some ways were given so much abundance and they didn't know what to do with it and they squandered it. Some in some ways were born with nothing and had to find their way together. Some in some ways still right now presently are struggling and don't know what to do in the area of finances. There are so many different places and spaces we could be in the area of, of, of money. But one thing that we know, just based on hearing your testimony, mm -hmm. is that God can take any story yes. and he can use it for his glory. Yes. Sorry, that was, that yes. was, yeah. No. I want to actually just shift gears for a second because I feel like I keep hearing just this, um, just this repetitive uh, theme of just like money and shame mm -hmm. or, or not money and shame, but like when you're in poverty and you're experiencing shame. Um, and then on the flip side of that, it's like with wealth, a lot of times you see ego. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that those are both situations, I think from a cultural worldly perspective, when you're looking at money from the world's lens, you can either a lot of times, you know, resort to shame if you feel like you don't have enough. Yeah. Or you can resort to ego when you feel like I have so much that I don't even know what to do with it. And I could get out of absolutely anything. And that a lot of times leads people to do sinful things. Yeah. Um, and I want to kind of ask um, each of you guys just like, you know, what do you think? What do you think like culture's perspective on money is versus what 
is God's perspective on money and on resources. Because money isn't a bad thing. Right. It's mm -hmm. just how you see it that will cause you to move in a certain way. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm down for whoever wants to go to chime in. Um. I look at money as, I think the world looks at money as cash. Like, and cash is an object. And we've been told to prioritize that object. And it's glamorized through marketing, through culture, through all these different things. And especially for our generation, we are on social media most of the time. And so that's shaping how we're viewing this currency of cash. And I feel like God looks at money as a relationship and our identity is wealth. And when you break down the word wealth, that means an accumulation of value. Mm -hmm. So to be wealthy is to identify as a human being who has an accumulation of value. And that value is connected to the kingdom, it's connected to your assignment, it's connected to all those things. In that identity, you have a relationship with money and that informs how you circulate the currency of cash. Mm. But I think our culture has it backwards where it's like prioritize cash. If you don't have a lot of it, then money is a method of safety that you use or you cling right. to or you hoard. And then that creates shame, which makes your identity mm. scarce, empty, yeah. all these other things. And so then we have a whole generation walking around with a scarcity identity versus mm. their God-given mm. wealth identity. And that's where and why I refuse to leave God out of the conversation with money, especially when I teach my students and when I'm working with my clients is we can talk about all the actual wealth building principles, but if they're not tethered to your identity in the kingdom, then it's mm -hmm. always going to end up feeling yeah. scarce at the end of the day, no matter how much money you have, yeah. you'll never feel prosperous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. So that's where I've seen the difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I thought you were about to go. I'm sorry. No, you know, I'm just taking it in, honestly. Take, you there's know? so much to yeah. take in. There's so much to and take in. And a lot in. of what she said is what I was going to say. You know mm. what I'm saying? It's really mm. it's really like a mindset. You know, money to the world is a mindset, right? It's a, like you said, it's identified as money, right? Yeah. I look like money. I feel right. like, I smell like money. But with God, it's more of a relationship. It's an ad. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not a... I think people, the culture has a very soulish connection with money, mm. right? Culture pushes mm -hmm. a culture of if my soul feels like I need money and mm. my heart feels like I need money, I got to go get money. But yeah. the real thing is you need a heart check yeah. because you need to uh, also you need uh, a reestablishing of roots and foundation, yeah. you know? So a lot of it, what you said is where I was at. Yeah. 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 I, I would add... To the question, you said, how does culture see money versus how does God see money? I feel as though the culture sees money as value. Yeah. And, I, and when I say that, mm -hmm. I'm not just talking about like the value yeah. of the dollar, yeah. but your value. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So if you don't have money, you're not as valuable as the other person who does. Mm -hmm. And so culture puts this lens on it that says, if you have not then, then you're not worth anything. Mm. You're not worth anything because you don't have any money. Mm -hmm. And so we subscribe to the idea, unfortunately, that culture presents to us that says, if you don't have any money, you, you ain't nothing. Yeah, You ain't nothing. But God and the way he sees it is he sees it as a resource. It's a tool. Yeah. It's something that he can use to move things. Yeah. Right. And that's why when he exactly. says, you can't serve two masters, both God and mammon, he's talking about money in that context. Mm -hmm. He's talking about money. You can't serve money. Why? Because money gives the illusion also that 
it has power because to a certain extent, money does have power. Yeah. It yeah. can move things. Absolutely. It can Practical give you a little needs. bit of freedom. Yeah. Financial freedom is an amazing thing. It can give you these things. But when we take that as that is our God, that is where our value yeah. is found, we will always come up short. Like you said, we will always yeah. feel scarce no matter how much we have, exactly. because no matter how much money you have, if your value is found in your money, you will never have enough. Yeah. Yeah. But when your values in God, you could have two pennies, like the yeah. woman who came in with the two denarii and Jesus said, she gave she more gave than more. every person in this mm -hmm. entire yep. room. Yeah. But but yep. from the outside looking in, it's like, no, this woman's probably homeless. She's probably broke. She, yeah. she ain't worth nothing. And Jesus said, nah, she gave more than anyone in this room. Mm -hmm. And people yeah. were coming in throwing stacks. He yeah. wasn't tripping about that. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it's not about that. Your value has to first be found in God. Mm -hmm. yeah. And when yeah. it's found in God, he can then show you, hey, I can give you all of what you need. Yes. Yeah. I'm thinking about Jesus. Because like, so he's like the king of kings. Right. Yes. He's the Lord of Lords. Lord of Lords. You know, like he's 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 <laughs> got direct yeah. access Jehovah to Jehovah, you know provider. silver and gold and and like he was so humble. Mm-hmm. Like I I I you know, even thinking about, you know, when he when he came into Jerusalem and he was saying, you know, uh he was like, Go get me a donkey. And they're like, What do you mean? Like what where's the donkey at? Mm -hmm. what, are, what are you talking about? He was like, say to this person, you know, you're gonna find a donkey right there. Mm -hmm. And you're gonna say to the person, the Lord has need of it, and they're gonna give you the donkey. And yeah. it's exactly what happened. And it was not through a manipulation of his wealth. And it was mm -hmm. not through a manipulation of, you know, who he felt like, you know, the clout that he had and who he had access to. Right. It was like, the Lord is going to, the donkey's going to be right there. Yeah. And I think it was because he was so in tune and in connection with God yeah. that he knew exactly what he was going to need exactly when he needed it yes. and where it was going to Absolutely. be because the reality is resource. Sometimes it's not even about money. It's about relationship yeah. Yeah. and it's about connection because sometimes God's like, you don't even need to have the money. No. I've given the money to that person. Yes. Right. And when I connect you with this person, then I'm going to fulfill exactly what it is that I said. But sometimes we get so like throw back to the other conversation we just did stuck in our head that we're like, God, how are you going to make this happen? I don't have enough. I've never seen this happen in right. my family. I've never seen this happen anywhere. Like I, you know, I, I, I do a part-time work like God, I don't have it. Yes. And God's like, if you would just understand that my ways are not your ways and my mm -hmm. thoughts are not your thoughts, then you'll be free enough to be in the right place at the right time. And you don't know what's in that room because money's always there. Like yeah, money, money everywhere. is always everywhere. It's always yeah. moving. It's always moving. Remember that when yeah, Bishop Jake said, said the thing? Not too he, said, far he said, away. he said, he said, he's, oh, always, he goes, he goes, <laughs> do you hear that? <laughs> and he's like, that's right now is the sound of money moving. And, then he, and he's like, it's always moving. Yeah. yeah, it's always moving. It's always yeah. available. It's always there. Yeah, but I, want, but I wanted to say, if God has allowed you to have a hundred dollars, mm -hmm. and you know a person has a hundred million dollars, right? Be faithful with the hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah, right. Because the Bible says that only God can move a king's heart, and mm -hmm. when the king that God moves the heart. He yeah. could give you access to the money. So the money's coming in like nothing. Yeah. But you're not focused mm -hmm. on the money coming in. You're exactly. focused on the giver of the money. Right. You know, it goes back to a conversation we had where we was talking about the creator or the creation, right? We're so worshiping the creation instead of the creator. Yeah. You know, God is the creator of money. Yes. He is the creator of kings, riches, wealth, mm -hmm. you know? So why would we worship the money that's coming in? We could just worship mm -hmm. the creator yes. and we have access to an abundance of everything, exactly. not just money. Not just money.
One of the, I love that you brought that up, both of you, because it's so powerful when you read the Bible, Jesus's relationship with the resources and money was so simple. Mm -hmm. It was so simple. And when I think back even to my own relationship with money, or I've talked to thousands of women at this point, it's not more money that they want. They want more peace. They want more simplicity. They're like, our generation is taught that money is complicated, that it's hard, that it they almost, the culture makes it overcomplicated so that I think we don't pursue it in the Mm. ways that we're designed to. And I've, anytime I've come across a parable in the Bible that references money, it's always, like you just said, very simple from Mm. taxes, even what uh, Pastor Mm -hmm. Steph talked about last Sunday with the coin and paying taxes, it was like, move that. We have to move it. And I think that when we really center our relationship with God in our, in our relationship with money. For me, it simplified everything Hmm. and it opened up all these other ways that I could be multiplied. I think God simplifies first and then multiplies. Mm, And then it starts to circulate in all these ways that are like, whoa, that connected with that. And that moved through this and you start to let it take on an energy of its own and you're the steward of it. That's really good. Yeah, that's really good. You know, God desires for us to be wealthy. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, his desire for us is to be uh, partakers of the inheritance that we get when we yeah. accept him. Mm-hmm. So why would God, we don't serve a God that says, no, it's it's better that yeah. you're lowly for the whole your whole life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's better that you're poor for your whole life. God describes us as rich mm. yes. in him, though, yes. mm-hmm. not in the world. Yeah. Be in the world, but not of it. So. Yeah. I think the world pushes this, this, how can I describe it? Um, I'll say this. Religion pushes this shame that is attached to having money, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But then as a a self-righteous Christian Mm -hmm. that is denounced from religion, Mm -hmm. right, you have shame because you're making money now. Yeah. Yeah. Why is there not a, a middle ground? Yeah, you know, yeah. I there, love that. There has yes. to be mm-hmm. because there's one way and there's another way. Then there's the right way. Yeah. And the right way that God desires for us to be is wealthy. In yes. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, I was thinking of tithing when you were speaking about that and how even that becomes complicated because mm-hmm. of the shame that's mm-hmm. pushed and how just the whole conversation then doesn't even get talked about. Mm -hmm. And that's what I grew up in is like, just don't talk about it then. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, figure it out or collect your paycheck or that's when we start to take on all these other identities. So I love that you brought that in because it it really is the truth. Like when God wants us wealthy. And so if there's any shame connected to that, we start to hide. And then the other path I've seen myself and other women take is I need to get rid of the shame first and then I can earn money. So then mm-hmm. we spend our whole lives trying to get rid of the shame, mm-hmm. never actually earning any money. And we start to then go back to chasing cash to outrun our guilt or our grief or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I have watched so many times, like you were talking about Ty, where God is actually using the shame to circulate more, using the shame mm-hmm. versus trying to get rid of it first. And then I'll be qualified or worthy to have more. Yeah. God, God wastes nothing. I've said this in many podcasts, but it's just one of the truest things that I've learned in my relationship with God is that he wastes absolutely nothing. And if you're willing to say, God, all of me, Matthew 6, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you. That is one of the most pivotal mind shifts that I've ever received in my life is mm-hmm. seek first yeah. the kingdom of God 
and his righteousness, what's right to him, what is acceptable in his sight, what he instructs, what he desires. Seek him first and all these other things. And Jesus in that passage was talking about worry. People who had a lack mindset, who said, where are we going to find our clothes? Where are we going to find our food? Where are we gonna? He said, mm-hmm. don't worry about that. The Lord is my shepherd, I have no lack. Yeah. When you embrace that mentality that the Lord is my shepherd, I have no lack, you, you break the lack mindset. I don't yes. have lack. Yeah. And, yeah. and when you yeah. trust him and seek him first, he will be the one that provides everything you need to attract mm-hmm. whatever that is that he yeah. has for your life. Yeah, yeah. You can, it's such a, you can tell when, the, when a person is really like trusting God or not. Mm-hmm. There, is, there can be somebody who's got $20 in their pocket but they walk around with such peace and confidence, yeah. you would never know it. Yeah. And then there is a person on the other side that could have millions of dollars in their pocket, but they are frantic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I've, I've, I mean, I've never, millions of dollars, it's happening in Jesus' name, <laughs> but I've definitely been on the millions side of the frantic side. You know, some people have, you know, called me a little bit of a cheapskate every once in a while, you know, that's fine. Frugal, um, if you will. Working on it, working on it, but I think that what I had to learn, and I think this is where we're kind of land, um, is I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is like I have to trust, literally, it's so simple, I just have to trust God yeah. with my finances. If I get to a place where I can trust God with $20, then I can trust Him to be able to correctly store a million dollars. Exactly. But if I don't trust God right now with a little like you said, it doesn't yeah. matter how much I'm going to make. If I'm not content, then I'll I'll squander it yeah. or I won't think it's enough and I'll be constantly living in a state of fear. But I want to ask each of you guys before we close, just like what what do you think is the greatest lesson that you've learned in regards to God and finances? Cool. Can we go and then we close with you? Yeah. Okay. Um, you got something? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think... I had a unhealthy I had an unhealthy view of what money was for a long time because growing up culture was pitched to me get the bread you get the bread you get the ladies you get the money you get the cars you you successful you good but they don't show what they do behind the scenes with the money yeah you know what I'm saying so if all mm. we're shown is yeah you just get the money they're not saying right. you get the money and do this right you know what I'm saying right and I think now that I'm in a space where I understand that God desires for me to have money I just say this out loud. There's going to be more. It's already happening. It's Christian yeah. millionaires. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, more yeah. Christian millionaires, oh, yeah. more mm-hmm. Christian billionaires, yes. and you'll see it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. You're already we'll see. seeing it. Mm-hmm. You're seeing people change from, from witchcraft to Christianity yeah. like yes. clockwork. Mm-hmm. You're seeing people that were in poverty that that had a, a no relationship with God, but now as soon as they accept their relationship with God, we're rich now. Boom. Mm-hmm. We're wealthy now. Yeah. So yeah. a scripture that I'm thinking of is like, God will not put a light under a lamp and mm-hmm. hide it. Yes. If we are Christian millionaires, one money gives you access to power. Yeah. And like PT was is speaking about in this whole business series, um, money gives you access to to legislation. It gives yeah. you access to law. It gives you access to so much. Why would God make you the light of the world and give you money? Mm-hmm. And to obviously you the light of the world until Jesus returns, right? But why would He do all of those things for you to go hide? Yeah. 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 Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. If you think about what Pastor Stephanie was talking about with the 10 meanness, yeah. you, you get the money and what do you do with it? Do you not do anything with it? Yeah. You're wasting resource. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. wasting seed. So don't let your seed 
not be harvested because you are in shame mm -hmm. of what you think money is. Yeah, mm -hmm. that is yeah. so good. That's, that's big. That's, that's big. honestly, bro, that's <laughs> that's so good. It was prophetic, and I hope somebody caught it. Mm -hmm. um, I think for okay. me, if I had to say my biggest lesson that I've learned with God and money, to be honest, I think you touched on it really early on, was that it's not mine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not. It's, it's not mine. The resources that God brings to me are not mine. So, God, I need to pray and ask you for the strategy on which way to channel the resources that you've brought to me. Mm -hmm. and, and it's a stewardship thing. So I think it's trusting that any struggle I've had with money has been to teach me something. And everything I do going forward is so that God can continue to bring more to me to steward so that I can do what you said. I can bring about change in the world. I can bring about change in the lives of my loved ones, my family, people outside of me. I can give more. It's blessed to be a blessing. I'm, I want to be able to say, like PT talked about in God in Business, which by the way, this is technically Generation One's like God in Business. Like this, we're just talking about <laughs> God in Business. Version. It made just, yeah. just a mini version. And you got to get all the resources to Victoria's channels below because you you want to tap in. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I would say that. I would say that to be honest with you, it's it's just knowing that uh, God is the one who is in all of this and he wants to to help us to see money. He wants to help us to see each other and he wants to help us show, he wants to show us how we can move things yep. with mm -hmm. the resources that he's given to us because it's a tool. Mm -hmm. That's all I say. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Um, okay. The biggest thing I learned through God that true power is not having more. It's swiftly moving with what God has given you right now. And before I could be trusted with wealth or even respect wealth, I had to first respect my scarcity mm -hmm. and I had to first recognize that God trusted me with bankruptcy. That holds weight because what I'm going to do with that and how I'm going to listen to God in that is really important because that's when the enemy attacks is when we're at our lowest, when we have been dealt a card that's unfavorable and doesn't feel like it's connected to anything that's the time where it's so easy to just throw in the towel and say, you know what? I really messed up and there's no coming back from this. So I feel so grateful that God trusted me with that low moment because he knew deep down that I would look for him and that I would, and that I would listen and I would take the necessary steps. And the Bible says to much who is given much is responsible for. So I recognize in that, that there is no resistance between me and money. There's resistance between me and responsibility sometimes. And that's something that I feel like our generation is reconciling right now is, are we willing to be responsible? What's our relationship with responsibility, with being provided for, especially women in our generation? Like, what's your relationship with providership? For me, it was, I don't need that. I don't want, I don't want to be tethered to that. And so through all that, the, through the bankruptcy, I really was able to learn those things in a deeper way. And now, like you were saying, Ty, it's not about the money being mine. It's I am his and he will move through me the way that I'm meant to be moved through. And the resources are an add-on to all of that. And now there's just this simple piece with it where the number doesn't control my emotion. Yeah, It's yeah. I'm connected to something that's um, this is my pit stop. So it's all good of whatever gets moved. Like I know where I'm going. And if there's one thing I could say is when we understand who God is, we also can feel how he works. Mm -hmm. And that was a big part of my journey was really under like knowing God. Like when I know him, I can feel how he works. Mm -hmm. 
and I stopped questioning so much. Like you were saying, like I, I trust what's happening around me. Um, so it was really all about responsibility for me and recognizing that even in those low points, God is still trusting us with something. Yeah. 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 Ooh, this was so good. Mm. I feel like just, just, just to summarize, just being grateful for where you are mm-hmm. and trusting God to take you. But if you're not obedient to the step and the place that he has in you right now, then how can he take you to the next place? Yeah. This has been amazing. We're going to have Victoria back for part two, three, four, five. <laughs> Let's Six do a series. Whole, we'll do a <laughs> money series. series. The House There's of so We much. is coming to the house of, yes. of one and Gen One. That's what's, yes. happening. That's what's happening right now. We're stealing you. We're stealing you. That's a miracle. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Manal, this has been such a blessing. Um, I hope that you guys took notes. I hope that you guys watch it again. Um, We have Victoria's resources in the description below. Mm. Please join our Discord. Our link is in the description below as well. Um, We love you guys. We're praying for you as you walk through these next few days and let this marinate. But God has a plan for you, Mm -hmm. and it's going to be amazing no matter where you're at. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Bye, y'all.